welcome to another episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Samantha Daly Heron, and thank you so much for tuning in. This episode will be on cinematography basics, and it's a new little um, series, I guess, <laughs> I'm starting. Um, it won't be every single episode from now on, but I'll just sprinkle them in here and there. And so this is the first one, and it's on three-point lighting. So some topics we'll discuss today are what three-point lighting actually is, what key lights are, what fill lights are, what back or even hair lights are, lighting ratios, and some tips from a masterclass article that I found. First, before we do that, we have to talk about last week's riddle's answer. So last week's riddle was, what question can you never answer yes to? And the answer, are you asleep yet? You can't answer yes because you're asleep and you won't be able to hear it. So there you go. That is last week's riddle's answer. So stay tuned for this week's riddle. So let's get started. What is three-point lighting? Well, it uses three different sources of light to illuminate a subject and is typically used in interview setups, but it's also used in dramatic lighting because you can use it for many different things and this is just kind of the basics. It includes a key light, a fill light, and a back or hair light. So what is a key light? Well, a key light is typically placed to the left or right of the camera, slightly closer to the subject. And it's usually a hard light to create shadows on the opposite side of the face, and it's most commonly at a 45 degree angle. But what's a fill light? So a fill light is placed on the opposite side of the camera from the key light, and it is more diffused than a key light. It's supposed to uh, quote-unquote fill the shadows created by the key so that they aren't as harsh, and just to give it an overall light, <laughs> just to have it sprinkled in there. But what's a back or a hair light? Well, the back or the hair light is placed behind the subject, typically at an angle directly opposite the key, but can also be directly behind the subject. And it's usually pointed at the subject's neck. And it creates a rim around the subject and illuminates their hair in most situations. And so that's why they have the name hair light. I know it's kind of hard to get this down without a visual. Um, so if you are in a situation where you can look up uh, in Google or your favorite search engine, uh, three point lighting setup, then you can see like a picture of it and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is just kind of like the podcast version of this. So hopefully this is making sense. Let's move on to lighting ratios. This article by Masterclass, it points out different lighting ratios and they and how they impact the mood you want to evoke in your scene. So we all know lighting is all about evoking emotion or you should know that if you're trying to study cinematography. Um, so basically, a 2 to 1 fill ratio will be softer and more, and have more diffused shadows. This is typically referred to as beauty lighting because it hides blemishes and makes the skin look like more softer or youthful. And I guess this is called high key lighting. And it's common in sitcoms and comedies because it's just like an overall, like all around basic lighting setup. So everything is illuminated. Another lighting ratio is an 8 to 1 fill ratio. 
and this makes sharp edged shadows and it creates drama and negative emotions and it's called low key lighting and it's common in horror and dramas because it really has that cut of the uh the light and that makes those negative emotions and now let's talk about those tips from that article as well so the first one is to establish the light's motivation so you want to know the look you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it and they quote saying the source of light in your scene needs to make sense based on the environment that your characters exist in end quote and basically what this means is if you only have a candle illuminating your subject yet there's some like bright blue toned light coming from the top that that wouldn't make any sense for your scene because they're holding a warm colored candle flame in front of them so that wouldn't make sense to the environment that your characters exist in the second tip is to consider your light source size and its distance so the farther and the bigger light sources are, they create softer shadows. And the closer and the smaller light sources are, create harder shadows. And for some reason, the article had this flipped. And I don't know if I'm mis like misunderstanding it, but that made no sense to me. So like the only thing is like, if you have farther and bigger light, like that's gonna make it softer shadows right like i don't know how else to explain that so i don't know if i'm just crazy or if i know what i'm talking about <laughs> but there you go the third tip is to consider the intensity of your light source so in other words you need to measure your lumens with a light meter and basically a light meter is like this thing <laughs> it's like a size of a phone i guess and you just click a button um and face it toward your light source um, basically, like typically right in the face of your subject, but <laughs> facing the light. And then you click the button and it tells you uh, how many lumens are going on. So basically, you need to know the intensity. And usually, you could control this density with uh, f filters, um, soft boxes, scrims, or even dimmers. And the fourth tip is to consider the position of your light source because the shadows can make your features on your face look bigger or smaller. So keep this in mind and make sure you place the light in the exact spot you want it for the emotion you want to evoke. Like if they need a big nose, smaller looking nose, you know, small face, bigger looking face, things like that will give you different emotions. And the fifth and final tip is to test your setup. Tests are always fun and can make a big difference. So don't be afraid to use a mannequin or even a friend to test your setups because this is going to help a lot. And you should take pictures and notes so that you know exactly what's going on. And don't be afraid to make changes and um, evolve your style. So that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, This Week in Film History. So on April 18th, 2013, Iron Man 3 premiered. And on April 18th, 2012, Dick Clark died of a heart attack at 82. Rest in peace, Dick Clark. And that was everyone's favorite segment, This Week in Film History. So I know you guys have been waiting for this week's riddle. So here is this week's riddle. What is always in front of you, but can't be seen? What is always in front of you, but can't be seen? 
Look for that riddle's answer at the top of next week's episode. Let me know what other cinematography basics I should cover um, so that I could start teaching or talking about what you guys want to learn about. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review because it helps other people come and discover this podcast. And if you want more episodes, why don't you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. can contact us at Twitter and Instagram at dachroniclespod, all one word, and email us at dutchanglechronicles at gmail.com. I hope you guys have an amazing day, week, month, and year, and I hope that you'll tune in next week (laughs) for another episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast hosted by me, Samantha De La Heron, and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye!